Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, where creators come to play. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, find out what they have to say. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, fascinating interview. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. wish we could have done this in person because we're both in the state of Colorado, but we are going to definitely plan on doing a um, in-person podcast at some point. Heck yeah. I'm super excited. Uh, More is better, right? Absolutely. So I found you on TikTok. I started, uh, so I started, I have this new studio and I'm like, I want to start talking to people in person and seeing if I can't get uh, people around me that also are really big into social media and I came across your content and I reached out to you and then I figured, or actually you told me that there was a, a really small world situation, I guess. So, so you, uh, you basically said, Hey, my husband knows you. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like from the podcast or tick. And you're like, no, no, no. You guys worked together. And you told me who your husband was. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. (laughs) Small world. And I can't believe I didn't know that. Like, I can't believe I didn't figure that out beforehand. But I thought that was a pretty crazy uh, sim right there, I guess, between both of us, you know? Oh, my gosh. It was so crazy. Like, Drew was like, I know that guy, like, out of millions of people. And we connected. and. He was just saying, oh, I hope he, I'm so glad he left the oil field, of course, and let's hope he's doing well. And you said you were going to start a podcast back, what was it, I think six or seven years ago, probably. And look at you and look at him. And it was just super dope. And we were just ex- super excited. We wanted to just come say hi to you. And we're in Fort Collins sometime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Please do. I, I would love that. I haven't seen him in so long. I think it's been probably like seven or eight years since we worked together. So uh, it'd be really good to see him and catch up and uh, for sure you can uh, meet my wife and my family and we can, we can have a good time. Yeah. You have cute, cute children. That's for sure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I want to know about this cold plunge stuff. I have heard, you know, I'm a big football guy. So I hear of, you know, a lot of the athletes, NFL players, they will take ice baths after they play or they will do it for some sort of therapy. How did you come across it and how did it get involved in your everyday life, basically? So first, have you ever cold plunged? I have not. No, I'm scared to death to be completely honest. Okay. That was my exact reaction in 2017. Drew, my so everyone, Drew is my husband. Uh, Drew said, I'm going to fill up the horse tank outside and I'm going to jump in it. And this was probably, oh, it was like the in the dead middle of winter. And he's like, I saw this guy named Wim Hof and he was swimming underwater. He had the world record for swimming the farthest under ice. And Drew was like, this guy's amazing. He's healing himself from his his nerve cell level to he can control his body with cold and it was just crazy. And this is when it wasn't really a trend. It was just very small amount of people were doing it. 
So Drew was mm. doing it in 2017 for a while. And I'm like, this dude is crazy. Who who did I marry? Like, what is he doing? He's going to have a heart attack or something. And uh, so that was when he first started his business. And it was very stressful, just like any entrepreneur journey is. And it was helping uh, kind of moderate his stress level. And his energy was a lot better. And his bones didn't feel so bad from lifting weights. And his muscles just felt great. He felt awesome. So then I was like, ah, uh, and he every day, uh, let me not forget to tell you this, but every day he's like, get in, get in the water. And I'd be like, no, I am not getting in that freezing cold water. You're crazy. Uh, and I don't know how many times that happened. I would say at least a hundred. And then one day I was like, maybe I should just try it. And of course I was scared. My mind was racing. My heart was beating everything. I was so like wired and like my adrenaline level was like, I was jumping off a building for the first time and I did it. And if you know my personality, I'm pretty tough. I try to have a good poker face when I do things. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'll be really honest with you. The first time I did it, it was a disaster. It was a nightmare. I was terrified. My body just started breathing like it was in shock. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I about died. But then I got out and a couple of minutes went by and my body started to warm up and I got this crazy, amazing amount of energy. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. And I was like, mm, I can't just do it once. I got to see if this is really true. If Drew and Wim Hof are really telling the truth of all this. So I, I started a 20 day plan for myself. I uh, wrote up a plan. It's on my TikTok videos, my YouTube, my Instagram, all that showing the plan I did to get started. So it's kind of like a workout program. You have a plan and you just stick to it. So I stuck to that plan for 20 days and I haven't looked back. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So initially, I guess, or I don't know if it's changed throughout the years of you doing this, but how long do you normally stay in, in, in this cold water? So I've been doing it, like I said, for, since 2018. And yeah. at first it was, I had to build a, a tolerance level. My body needed time to adapt because you can't be in there for 10 minutes. Well, I couldn't. Maybe someone could, right. um, but now I try to stay in for one to three minutes and I do it five to seven days a week usually. Wow. And, uh, there's no, there's no extremes. I'm not getting crazy. You're from Colorado. You know how in the winter it gets really cold at, at night and our mm -hmm. water can freeze, but then it gets a little warmer too. So I, I, I just don't go extreme. I, I just do one to three minutes now. Okay. And has that feeling of after you get out of the the cold bath like changed? You said at first it gives you kind of like this boost of energy, mm -hmm. or at least that's what you felt. Has that increased or has any, I guess, has anything else happened um, over the years that has increased due to doing this? So when... When I first started, I didn't know exactly what was happening. I didn't have the education, the knowledge, or the words to really express how my body felt. It felt like a big mm -hmm. adrenaline hit. But what has really changed since my body has been well adapted to this and I've committed to it for part of my daily routine is it's kind of like you replace coffee with it. 
you if you have coffee, you take an espresso or whatever, and you get that hit. I don't know. It depends how how strong your espresso is. You'll get that high dopamine. Usually, that's the neurotransmitter that's going on in our brain. It's a hormone. It gives us motivation, focus, determination, all that stuff. So that's why people turn to caffeine when uh, they need to study for an exam. Uh, they're a doctor in a hospital, they need to stay up for an intense procedure, anything like that. We uh, lean on caffeine to help us through. And cold plunging or cold water therapy has gave me the same effects. And I, I don't use caffeine when I work out, when I wake up in the morning. I just really depend on my cold plunge to help me with that. And days I, I don't cold plunge. That dopamine, dopamine rise, I, I don't have a crash. My body's not going through withdrawals if I don't cold plunge. And I'm very happy with that. Mm. How do your muscles feel after being in, in those kind of temperatures for one to three minutes? I guess when you get in, I'm sure it's a whole shock to the body. But getting out and as your body's starting to acclimate back to its original temperature, how, how does do your muscles feel? Like I almost feel like I would have pain in my bones, but maybe not. Maybe that actually it does the reverse effect and actually helps. So it kind of depends why you do it and uh, when you do it. So I, I lift weights. I do running mm -hmm. and all of that. And it's extremely important. If you're working out, you're, you're lifting, you're kind of trying to gain muscle, of course, and the hypertrophy of your, your muscles and everything. You don't want to cold plunge at least four to six hours after you work out. So I, I do mine in the morning, right when I wake up. I just get out of bed and I do a cold plunge. And my muscles, if you wake up, maybe you're kind of stiff or sore from working out or anything like that. But they feel really good after I get out. My body starts, it's cold when I get out. But then as I naturally uh, heat up after I'm done with my cold plunge, my muscles feel great. They got like a little shock to them, shock to their system, and they're warming up. So all the blood flow is going back to my muscles. And that I really find that satisfying in the morning. And then uh, yeah. I, I sometimes do it right after I do a hard, long run or some hit cardio training, anything like that. And I'm super hot, I'm sweating, you know, and then I, I get in the cold plunge. And it just, my muscles are like, ah, oh, thank you, you know. <laughs> Sure. So it's almost like a relief to the body. Yes. And there actually has been studies that have found that people find analgesic effects with cold plunging. And I believe it 100%. Wow. And so now you've turned this into a business. This is what you and your husband are doing now full time. Um. So I decided to do some merch. Everybody wants to be cool. You know, I thought this would be a cool t-shirt apparel thing. I started coldplungers.com just to mm. give people a spot where they can, they don't have to comment on my TikTok or Instagram for common questions that people usually have when they're first starting. They can click that link and they can figure out how the heck am I supposed to breathe in the cold plunge? What do I do after? How cold does it need to be? What are the benefits of cold plunging? So all of that's answered and uh, I just enjoy it. It's It's fun. We're going to do some events this summer. If everyone who's listening is from Colorado, I think it's going to be June 16th through the 19th. I'm not really sure. Those aren't for sure. That's like a 90% for sureness right here. But 
We're going to do a cold plunge event. We're going to climb Pikes Peak. Maybe the incline. I don't know. And we're going to do some cold plunging sessions. Wow. That's really cool. So what made you guys decide to take this to social media? Like what made you decide to start recording yourselves, putting it out there? Are you just trying to like gain awareness to the effects that it could have on positivity to the body? Or what was your initial thought on bringing it to TikTok? So first I decided to make my cold plunge journey a part of TikTok because first was Drew was doing it, of course. And then Mm -hmm. I'm a registered nurse. I have my professional license in nursing and there's just a part of me as a good Samaritan. I felt like I needed to get on cold plunge or on TikTok, excuse me, and kind of be there for someone to ask questions. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I felt like this is going to get big and people might get hurt if they're not safe. And I thought I could be a positive avenue or maybe someone that they could find direction to that uh, maybe would help them or possibly save them from danger or anything. And then the biggest reason too is it's kind of fun to get in a cold tub of water and make some cool videos with TikTok and provide such a, a, the mental health avenue of it. There's a lot of people out there with depression, anxiety, extreme stress. Uh, They're having a huge crisis in their life and maybe they're turning to drugs. Maybe they're turning to alcohol, things that are helping them get by, but it's not good for you. And it's just going to get worse. And I thought maybe this could help others going through something really bad. Something crazy as jumping in cold water could maybe help you see that light in the dark. Hmm. I really like that. You know, I was not expecting that answer. And I really like the, that you basically thought of it as replacing something bad in other people's lives and hopefully changing it in a good way. Like I, I, I guess I was thinking more of the, along the line of, you know, you wanted to introduce this to people because of how good it makes you feel, but to replace it with something like from drugs and alcohol to doing something like this, I never thought of it that way. And that's brilliant. I, I love that. Like, I really love that the positivity is there. And I love that you are just wanting to make people's lives better. And I mean, it shows on, I don't know how long it took and I'll get to that in a second to, to build your TikTok, but your video that you have uh, pinned up to the top, I mean, over 24 million views. I mean, that is a lot of views. A lot of eyes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How many, I guess, how long did it take for your, like your videos to start really taking off the way they have? So even though I've been cold plunging since 2018, I started my TikTok in not this year, but last year. So a little over a year and a half ago. It's the January, I think it was like January 7th or something. I, I started my TikTok. And yeah, wow. it's, I don't know. <laughs> I guess TikTok liked the videos. I don't really know how, how they figure that stuff out or anything, but I'm just there. I'm all love. I'm all kindness. And that I, I want to bring up one more thing uh, that yeah. I really didn't mention on top of that light to dark thing, dark to light. And cold plunging is very spiritual. It's 
And I don't say that just as a wishy-washy spiritual thing. We, we could get really deep and talk about the meaning of life and why there's suffering, why there's pleasure, why there's pain, why there's happiness, why there's hatred, why there's love, all these things in the world. And some of it is very beautiful and some of it is just so sad and horrific. And when, uh, so a couple years ago, I don't know exactly, but I had something really terrible happen to me and I had a really extreme anxiety and I, I don't really like to talk about that on TikTok as much just because I don't know, it's TikTok and it's my personal life, of course. And mm -hmm. in cold plunging, cold plunging is such a beautiful expression of the pain of being in something so horrific, so terrifying, so hard. You initially jump in that cold water and your body's on fire. Your heart's racing. You have slight adrenaline and all of that. And you sit in that water. You're sitting there. All these demons come rushing into your head. Uh, they're not very nice. They say bad things. They uh, hit you in your, your self-esteem. They say you're not good enough. They say no one cares about you. Why, why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, you suck. You're, you're just a terrible person. You're not good enough. You could have did better than that. So many things just come into your head when you're cold plunging. And those demons are just sitting right here on your shoulder, just putting heaviness into your head. All this chaos, you feel the, the water in your, on your body. Your muscles are frozen. It's, it's freezing. And then all of a sudden, you learn to silence your mind. And you sit there, and it's quiet. And you're just present with yourself. All you can be is present in the cold plunge. All you can be is present with your breath. You can hear your heart. You can consciously hear and feel your heart rate slowing down in the cold plunge. And it's, it's just a beautiful expression, especially in those dark moments of initially getting in the cold plunge. But when you get out, it's almost like you can get through what you're getting through and you're strong, you're amazing. You don't know the capability, the potential that you have as a human being. And a cold plunge is a beautiful reminder that that's you and that's the cold water and this is life and this is the present moment. And you can do or be whatever you wanna be. You just have to do it and believe in yourself. Keep going. This just, I don't know, it pumps me up. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So it's almost like you cleaned your soul yeah, as well. Yeah, 100% every day, for sure. Wow. This, as much as I said at the beginning that I'm scared to death of it, you're starting to convince me to try this at some point. <laughs> and, I, and, and I honestly do want to try it because I have heard a lot of positive with it. And, and you know, I also lift weights, so I completely understand that feeling that you get after a good workout and how tired your muscles are. And then especially the next, like the next two days after you're just, you're sore, you're, you know, your body's trying to rebuild. And if that kind of therapy will help with the pain, mm -hmm. with recovery, with whatever it is, then I'm definitely willing to try it, especially if it's in a, in a positive way for the body. And now that you've said, that it also basically cleansed the soul part of things. I mean, I think no matter what you believe in or where you're at spiritually, that could be a positive and a refreshing thing for you, for you yourself. 
you know, if, if you don't believe in a higher power, that doesn't mean that your body still doesn't have some negativity that you want to get rid of. And if that is able to help with that, then I say, why not? Because who knows what kind of a person you are going into it and what kind of person you're going to be after you get out. And and I love that. I I really love that. And I, now I need to know where I got to go to try this. Right. Because I mean, from what I see, you guys basically have, um, what are those, uh, like a horse trough? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Another name is stock tank. You can get them at okay, uh, stock tank. R- tractor supply. You can get it on the Amazon. You can uh, get mm. really creative. Uh, I think you have some rivers up there that you could totally jump in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would take some traveling though. That's, that's the only part for me. Like if I was going to do it in the first thing in the morning, I'd probably need something at my house. Well, before I, you know, get on with my day, but, um, what, like, how do you feel about, cause there are actual businesses out there that basically you, I, I forgot how it works, but it, it's almost like a mist, right? Like there's like a cold mist that goes over your body. Mm-hmm. It's not water that you go into. What, what, do you know what that's called? Is it like the cryo chambers, the cryotherapy that they have? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. How do you feel about that versus the getting into the ice bath? So I did that a couple times. I did it in Castle Rock a couple times at their little center that they have. And I felt really good. It's just if you have the budget, the finances to afford that, go for it. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. And it depends on your preference. I mean, athletes have been using it for a while for inflammation, recovery, all of that. But yeah, if you have that, try it out, see if you like it. But you could also stick to a $200 horse horse tank or stock tank. Totally depends. Or if you have a river, that's absolutely free. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking along the lines of someone who may be on the fence about it. If they were to go and try that to see if they would like it. Now, I guess, of course, if you're the cryo, right? You're not getting into water. So that would be the only part that you would have to try to, I guess, uh, that difference is the two, right? Yeah. So they are completely different. I mean, you feel cold in the cryo chamber and it's like cold air. It's like a nitrogen substance blowing onto you. Mm -hmm. And for me, to be honest, I'm not all for it. Uh, it's, it's nice if you, if you like it, but I like the feeling of water fully covering me from neck to, to toe, you know, and it's just a, maybe if you're first starting, try what you're going to do for your, for your life. Like if, if, if you're going to do the cryo chamber and you plan on doing it, then stick to that for a couple sessions and see if you like it. But if you're really wanting to just try a horse tank or something, I would skip that and just stick with the horse tank and, do a plan like I did if you wanted to get started. Okay. I'm really curious and I don't know if you have, did you, ha- did you actually record your very first time getting into the ice bath? No, we, we usually okay. sauna at night. So it was pitch black outside. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And only reason I say that is I watch your videos now 
And the breathing technique and the calmness you have when getting into that ice bath, I'm sure has evolved over time, right? I mean, the very first time you got in, you were probably like, oh, shit, like yeah. this is not cool at all. No. Like, <laughs> and it, you, instant shock. You don't know. If you've never tried it, it's just like anything, learning uh, to tie your shoes. You have no experience with it. So my body was controlling everything, and I, I could not – uh, catch my breath at first. It sends you into such an extreme shock initially that it's almost like you're getting scared in a scary movie, just <gasps> like that. And it takes your breath away and you uh, just have to be patient and kind with your body and never go extreme and just start slow. And then your body will be like, oh, I remember this. You're getting in cold water. <laughs> I don't need to freak out. Right. And your mind is racing when you, you're not you haven't done it very often when you've done it. Like I've done it almost 1800 times. That's, that's a lot of cold plunges and you, you focus on your breath. So that, that's a num my number one tip for like everyone. When you first get in, focus on your breath, try to take as deep and as slow breaths as possible, trying to kind of calm your body and while you're in that shock, it's just not going to be as shocking to it. So if, if you breathe, if you focus on your breath, that's going to help bring you out of that shock faster and make it a better experience. Okay. Yeah. It's still in my mind. I'm like, okay, I've had it to where I run out of hot water in the shower and I'm instantly like up against the back wall. Like, <laughs> Nope, this is way too cold. And then jumping into on purpose, a <laughs> bath full of ice, it's like, oh, could I actually do it? But I think you're right. I think that if your mental focus is there and you almost do like a, uh, I don't know if you want to go partial or if you want to go a semi-meditation mode mm -hmm. just to where you're mentally focused on not what you're walking into or sitting into, but what is going to benefit you or maybe think of another positive thought. Yeah. Something, you know, that brings joy to your life. Maybe it won't be as bad as it sounds. And, and that's, that's exactly why I wanted you to talk about this because now that you've done it almost 1800 times, which I'm actually really surprised that you keep count as well, <laughs> well which is awesome. There, there's a trend going on where people are, counting day one through a hundred or whatever. And I mm. thought that was really interesting. And I was just putting my math together the other day. And it was like 1800 something from whenever we started. And, but I, I, I'm not prideful in that. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's just like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of cold punches or cold water therapy yeah. sessions. And uh, another tip for people who are starting. So when I first started, I actually put headphones on when I got in the water and listened to something. I like, it depends on my mood for working out, but hard rock, 80s, you know, something that pumps you up and that kind of helps keep your focus on the music rather than what's going on in the cold plunge. But you won't need those very long if you keep up at it. And another thing to really focus on is it's only temporary. It's going to be over in mm -hmm. 10 seconds, 60 seconds, three minutes. It, it will, it will pass. It will, you will be okay. It just, 
those 10 seconds. I mean, some days it is so cold and uh, your fingers hurt, your toes hurt. And that's only because your capillaries and your fingers and your toes are the smallest ones in our bodies. And when we naturally drop our temperature from our, our core temperature, those capillaries close and blood shunts out of our extremities and goes to our major organs. If you understand the process of hypothermia. Our body's just trying to protect its its vital vital parts. And when you first start and you haven't tried cold water before, you will get really bad pain in your fingers and your toes. I mean, I still get it occasionally, but I know that if it hurts, I'm just going to stick them out of the water if I'm not up to my two minute or three minute mark, whatever it is. You, you don't have to have the stoic face. You don't have to keep your hands if, in if you're in pain. I mean, that that's no fun having pain like that. So just, just do it for you. I mean, if it's painful, don't have pain. I mean, the, the uncomfortability of getting in cold water, there might be a, a different uh, description of that pain, I guess, depending on who you are. But I'm talking about like just pure pain in your fingers from being so cold. Uh, just don't do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So someone first starting out and wanting to try this and they are unsure about actually wanting to go and spend the money on whether it be the, the cryo stuff or, you know, a horse tank and, you know, they want to make sure that it's something for them. Do you recommend that it's outside all the time or how would you feel about someone trying it like in their bathtub, filling it up with ice and then cold water and doing it that way? Yeah, that, that's a that's a beautiful idea. And while we're talking about that, people always ask, how cold does it need to be? And what I always tell people, and I do this based off the, the research, the studies, the publications that are out there. I, I don't say have a certain number individually for me. I go naturally with whatever's outside and it's usually 30, 33 to 50, 55 in the summer, something like that. But temperature wise, it just needs to be uncomfortably cold where you're like, oh, that's cold. Like you were talking about when you get in the shower and there's no hot water left and it's cold and you're like, oh, that's cold. It's so it's only like 60 degrees and below. That's completely necessary. So you see all these people buying ice to uh, put in their bathtubs and all that. And you totally can do that. But just regular cold water is perfectly fine. And if if you're doing 60 degree wa water, you're going to tolerate that much better than 33 degree water. And that's in Fahrenheit. But as you keep doing this, your body's going to build a tolerance. So at 60 degrees, you could probably stay in there for 10 minutes and be completely okay. But if you did that and it's 33 degrees, you're going to start getting hypothermia uh, symptoms so soon if you were in there for 10 minutes. It's completely, uh, it can be dangerous if, if you uh, aren't careful. And just cold bath water is perfect to try it. I mean, that, that's a brilliant idea, especially if you live in apartments, you're not close to rivers, anything like that. A cold bath works great. Okay. And do you think that would work permanently? Like if someone just wanted to do it that way and that way only, that's an okay way to, to go about it? 
Yeah, I think that would be totally fine. I don't know what the price is of water if you're paying for it, but you have to look at that because you're going to have to drain your bathtub a lot. The stock tank is great because it's $200, maybe $220. There's a 100-gallon, 150-gallon, and then a 300-gallon tank you can choose from. But the money you want to put into it is, t is totally on what your budget is. Uh, if you if you can afford doing cold water and if you want to put ice in it to make it colder, you can do that. Uh, but the stock tank, what we like to do is we'll fill it up. We, we have a well, so we don't pay for water um, first, I'll say that. But we fill it up and then we leave it out in nature. We cover it up with a piece of OSB and it sits there for about two weeks and you know when it's time to change it. So you're you'll be changing your water maybe twice a month that way if you use the stock tank. But a cold bath, if you did it every day, I, I don't know how that would would be on anyone's budget. But you could do it if you wanted to. I didn't even think of that. You're absolutely right. I didn't think of the constant filling and, and draining uh, point of all of that. So, yeah, I, so you leave yours filled basically – 24 seven. And then, you know, once every couple of weeks, you'll drain it and refill it. Yeah. And it will get kind of grungy okay. if you have, you know, mm -hmm. just environmental stuff when we, you're from Colorado. So, you know, the wind, the snow, all of the rain, who knows what happens some days, but it will get dirty and then you just clean it. And some people will put uh, a type of cleaner in it kind of related to uh, like a chlorine or vinegar. There's so many little remedies that people do. We don't do that. We just leave it natural water because we know we're going to dump it and haven't had any problems like that. Uh, but another thing with the cold bath is if your water is 55 degrees and you live in Florida, you're, you're definitely going to be able to stay in there longer. And if, if I'm uh, from Colorado and I'm in there for 55 degrees, my body is already more tolerant to the cold because I live in a colder atmosphere versus the Florida person, right? So you might not get as much of the benefits that they suggest just because your body has adapted environmentally to wherever you are. If we put that Florida person here in Colorado right now when it's 30 degrees outside, they're not going to have to stay in that long because their body is not adapted. And right. uh, that that's something to really, you have to invest in yourself and be patient and figure out what is working for you and what benefits you're getting as an individual. Cause we're all different. I mean, studies can only study so many people. And even though we are humans, we can be different. Sometimes our blood chemistry, our genetics, are if we have any illnesses or autoimmune diseases or anything going on that can uh, definitely kind of scramble things up if you know what I mean in the cold plunge world. Right. So really people who live in a colder environment like ourselves, do you think it would be more beneficial if they are doing it out of their bathtub because they live in an apartment or something like that to use ice and not just cold water, so that way you can try to make it as cold as possible or at least cold enough for your body to tolerate? Yeah, so in cold plunging, your core temperature normally, just every day, we try to keep it at 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Mm-hmm. And if I'm a person sitting in a cold plunge tank that is 33 degrees Fahrenheit, and then uh, you're sitting in your bathtub and it's 55 degrees Fahrenheit, so a little bit warmer than mine, we're going to have a totally different experience. So I only need to stay in a few minutes for my core temperature to start to decrease. You're going to have to stay in a little bit longer to get your temperature down further if, if you know what I'm saying. So the person with warmer water, it would, and also where you're at and everything would uh, absolutely affect this. But if, if you're sitting in warmer water, you're going to have to stay in there a little longer to get the benefits that I get for only staying in for a minute. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it does. And you completely submerge yourself up to your chin, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, so you want to keep your heart under because it's tough. I mean, if if you keep your chest out just about right here, it's not as bad. But right here, oof, it makes you definitely feel that that shock that's happening. Mm. But yeah, I submerge all the way up to the neck pretty much or above my heart at least. Sometimes we have a lot of ice in there. And now with everything that you've learned and obviously the following you have obtained from doing this. So first off, let me start this. What's the difference between a cold plunge and uh, what did you say? A cold bath therapy? Is that what it was? Oh, cold water therapy. Cold water therapy. What's the difference between the two? Oh, if there is one. There, there is no difference. People like to use ice bath, cold plunge, cold water therapy, cold immersion. There's a lot of uh, trendy people things that people like to, to label it. But okay. I like to say cold water therapy just because on a professional standpoint, it is a type of therapy. It's cold water therapy that I'm using okay. for mental and physical health. And a lot of publications, there's a very common one out there that says the suggested time required for people to cold plunge to receive benefits. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. No. So I, I can't uh, cite it right now. I don't have the publication number with me, but it's called the Somberg, Soberg Principle. It's It was done by a, a really beautiful woman out in the Netherlands. She's a, a, I I can't think of the type of ethnicity she is, but her and her science, her scientists, she has a big team out there, studied people doing cold water immersion, cold water therapy, cold plunging, same thing. And they found if someone stays in for 11 minutes total per week at a temperature 59, 60 degrees Fahrenheit and below, and they broke up their cold plunging sessions or cold water therapy sessions throughout the week. There was three big benefits found to using cold water therapy. The first was they were able to tolerate the cold better. They found an increase in their brown fat storage. And if you don't know what brown fat is, so we have a couple types of fat in our bodies. We have yellow, we have white, and then we have brown fat. And when we're little babies, when we're born from our mothers, we have a lot of brown fat, especially on our chest and on our back. And it's a really good thermal fat. It, it, it protects you pretty much. And it's, it's the fat you want to have. And as we get older, that fat starts to decrease because we're getting older. 
uh, our diets are not what they should be, anything like that. And they found with this cold water therapy that they increased their brown fat production. And I can't remember how much it was. And uh, then they found a bunch of other studies has found that it improves chronic inflammation. So it reduces your inflammation. Some people have found it helps them with sleep. Um, and then like, like I said, I, I love the muscle recovery aspect of it. Athletes have been doing it forever. Vikings have been doing it for centuries. <laughs> I mean, cold water yeah. therapy has been around for a long time. And uh, another big one is the mental health part. Depression, anxiety, stress. People have found it to help them with their stress and their depression and their anxiety. Maybe they're not using antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. I've, I've had several people comment on TikTok saying I'm not taking that stuff anymore. Cold water therapy has helped me so much. And, wow. I mean, it's it's not a fix for everything in your life. Don't get me wrong. That. It's not the secret little secret everyone should be doing to have the, the best life and health possible, but it has helped a lot of people in a lot of amazing ways. Yeah, that's incredible. Now the followers that, or the people reaching out to you that have now stopped taking the medication because they're doing cold water therapy, did they start doing the cold water therapy because of your content? Yes. On TikTok, they have a wow. For You page, and I guess that's the mm -hmm. the big train that everyone, you know, you see most of your videos on when you're scrolling through there. And they would say, I found you on my For You page, and because of you, I've started taking a cold shower, or I bought my first stock tank, and I've had so many throughout the years saying how, how grateful they are for seeing one of my videos. <laughs> and I wow. mean, it's super cool, and... I, I'm just happy for them. And there's some people I stay in touch with that they were in one of their really dark times. And they said, your video helped me, help me. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to get through something today. And this actually gave me hope. And I thought, wow, that's, that's so beautiful. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that truly is really amazing. And that, and that's what I love about that app, right? Like when you spread when it's a positive thing and you're spread, spreading positivity and health advice and people are benefiting from that, um, it's, it just makes the app worth it. You know, yeah. you see a lot of negative on it as well, but when it comes to being beneficial and, and positive, then that's why I love the TikTok app. Yeah. Now, where do you go from here? Like what is next? Like what goal or goals do you have with cold water therapy now that you have a large following now that you are basically so invested into it do you have something that you want to achieve with this more than you have oh yeah there's all the yeah. like this amazing conversation with you this is just something so special that it has created you know with the advancement and such the crazy expansion and connection you can have with social media. But I, I actually do have a couple goals for 
the next couple months to even years. This is just the beginning. <laughs> and okay. in some of my videos, I, I told you I'm going to be cold punching the rest of my life. So it will be hilarious if TikTok is still a thing when I'm 100 years old because I'll be cold punching. Sure. But so if you've seen some of my videos, I uh, lost my dad when I was 21 years old to a terrible accident, uh, a farming mm -hmm. accident. He died and loved me and my two younger siblings by ourselves. And we had to grow up really fast. So I went through a very hard couple years of my life grieving my dad and experiencing all those extreme emotions that someone suffers when they go through loss. And in my videos, I've said a couple times, I started a grief nonprofit in honor of my dad. And I actually have these right here. Let me grab them. But I wrote some books right here for grief. Oh, wow. And this is a book of poetry. This is for someone who, who just lost someone. This is their first time in loss. And then I had this published, which is a one-year journal for you to write in your thoughts, your emotions, memories. It's everything about your grieving experience that you can have. And it's only yours and it's your sacred spot, your spiritual spot to talk to yourself. And if you had lost your loved one, you can write down memories so you have them forever. Because my dad's been gone for 10 years now. And I, I'll be honest, some of the memories are very, they're fading. Uh, I don't remember as much as I could. And I, I wish I would have wrote it down. But with cold plunging, I've, I've had a couple videos where I've talked about grief, depression, anxiety, or what I went through. And I'm going to be doing some events in the next couple months to years, helping people with grief and showing them how wonderful cold plunging can be to your healing journey and how helpful it can be. Because if you've lost someone, you know the pain that you feel, the anxiety you feel, the depression that you feel, the stress, the insomnia. Oh, there's so much. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of dark nights of the soul. And cold plunging can be very cheap. It's not a medication. It's it's just getting in cold water. <laughs> and someone yeah. thinks, this is going to help me heal. And I'm going to say, dang straight, it will. <laughs> so it's my, the next goal is just continuing to grow, continuing to be a light in darkness, positive leader, uh, be a medical professional as a nurse, helping people when I can in the right way, of course. And... I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Maybe I'll open up a cold plunging retreat out where we live, out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that would be amazing. And I wanted to touch on that a little bit when you said that people question that getting into cold water might be helpful or, you know, help fix something in their life, whether it is the grief, whether it is stress. And I, and I hate the we live in a time now where people don't believe in natural medicine, quote unquote. Everybody thinks that you have to take a pill to satisfy whatever it is you're going through, whether it's depression, a sickness, a, a you know, anything that has that, I mean, what don't they have medicine for? Right. So, it just, it bums me out that someone could question 
something like water that comes natural could be beneficial for the body, but yet our body is actually made of 80% water. (laughs) So it's like, well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, how could you question if, if cold water is going to help? I mean, you'd never question if Tylenol is going to get rid of your headache. You never question if, uh, this, this day quill is going to make your fever go down for a few hours. So why question something natural, you know, and that's, I don't partake only because of my career. I don't partake in marijuana usage, but I am a firm believer that it helps so many people in so many ways. And that is a natural, a natural plant that we are consuming, you know? And I think a lot of people say they, they believe in it just because it's, you know, it's mind altering. So they enjoy it for that reason, not the actual medicinal part of things. But if you look at some of the stuff that we use for natural, or I I guess that are natural that we use to fix parts of our body, I think people, if they actually saw that and recognized it, they would actually agree with a more natural way of living. Right. Right. And, And, and I guess I'm not trying to go on this whole soapbox tantrum about it. I just, it it just baffles me that we live in a time where people would question something like that. You know, something natural can help me. What, what do you mean? Yes. No, it's crazy. As a registered nurse, I worked in the ER for several years and it broke my heart because before that I wasn't cold plunging, but I was using natural. And I would ask myself, am I doing everything possible for my health before I need to turn to a medication? Like when I was going through the grief of my dad, I did not want to take medication. I, I never took it. I, I'm not a medicine person, so I'm all natural, <laughs> yeah, so to speak. Yeah. But it broke my heart. People would come in saying they have a headache or they have a pain in their back. And I like to talk to people. I like to get to know who they are. So in the ER, my ER visits were not 10 minutes. (laughs) They usually would be a couple hours because I wanted to know why you had a headache. And they would say Tylenol is not working or whatever. Maybe they were on too much medication, taking the wrong medication, and they had a tolerance, if you know what I'm saying. And I would sometimes break them down, peel them like onions, you know, finally they would tell me something, but they'd say, I'm going through a divorce. My wife cheated on me and she wants to take the kids, you know, and they haven't slept for three days and they have terrible migraines. But it it was so heartbreaking to see this person suffering and we were just going to give them a shot of morphine. Uh, a narcotic and then just send them out the door and say, see your, your general practitioner in a week or two and see if your symptoms have subsided. And I thought, gosh, dang, what is going on in the medical field? This is not right. Like I I don't support that part of it. Some of it's beautiful and amazing and spectacular, but that was one of the biggest values that really got triggered when I was there. And uh, I, I just didn't support it and I had to, I had to get out of it, you know, and I, I did that way, but there's a lot of people that are not present. They're on auto drive. And I, I guess with TikTok, my other thing is I want to wake people up, like wake them up, like, Hey, be here now, the present. 
Don't go off what social media is telling you. Don't listen to your TV. Look at all the marketing all around you while you're driving your car, subconsciously manipulating you. Be you. Like, ask yourself. Take 10 seconds to ask yourself, am I okay? Is my body okay? Am I doing everything right? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I eating right? Am I laughing enough? Am I a part of a community that that is a big support system? Uh, on a side note, cold plunging, the community here that has spread over Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all that, it's just growing. And there's a lot of great, amazing, kind people out there that are willing to listen or talk to you if you need it. But listening and talking, you know, telling someone you love them, doing something fun. It's sometimes we're just so caught up in our, our busy life, doing our job, working 80 hours a week. We're not taking time for ourselves. And if you're not making yourself a priority, no one in your life is going to be a priority because you can't take care of yourself. So then you can't take care of them. And it's just a roller coaster. Sorry, but a train wreck if you don't stop the cycle and start to prioritize your mental and physical health. Absolutely. Because, and that is yeah. such. Sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. And that's no, 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 that's okay. It, it's that is such an amazing message, I guess, to really end this discussion of cold plunging on, because I think people or I'm sorry, cold water therapy. It doesn't matter. As you like <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, because I just feel people are in the mindset of of what today is and what you were just explaining. If they can end and end this podcast episode with hearing that, hopefully that little bit will make them think a little bit harder on on what you know they're doing and and how they could change themselves in a better way. So yes, I and it, I really have the most like. Anyone listening, you are so strong. You have so much potential. You just have to start taking those first baby steps, whatever that is, your finances, your your relationships, your health, your 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 connections, your your work. Just take baby steps. Focus on one and then it will bleed into into the other. And of course, if you need help, ask for it. <laughs> We're here. We're humans. Mm -hmm. We share this crazy planet that's in like so small in this huge atmosphere of outer space love is our answer so that's all yeah. i'm sending everyone love and thanks kevin i i've had so much fun being with you today shelby i appreciate it so much and before we go i do want to ask i i typically ended on this but who is your favorite tiktok creator oh <laughs> oh man let's see here Ooh. Well, of course, my husband, <laughs> ds.donor. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. I love well, that guy. <laughs> he, he is amazing. I haven't spoken to him for a while, but I, I remember how awesome of a person he, he really is. And uh, I really hope that we get to get together here soon and, and uh, I could chat with him again. It's been so long. Yeah, for sure. He says hello, by the way, and he'll see you soon. We'll have to take you out to dinner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And tell him I say hello back. And awesome. Well, Shelby, thank you so much. And we will talk soon. Tick-tocking. Tick-tocking. Tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes.